Okay, here we are for our end of the week, this week in outrage little program where um, myself, David, and Lisa. Lisa joins us for a little chat about life. Life. What was in the memes this week and what's the facts behind the memes maybe and other stuff like that. Um, and we didn't do a show last week, which I was kind of looking forward to that show a lot, but uh, we didn't get to do that. We got COVID. Yes, we did. <laughs> we got COVID. So that put us out for a while. Um, we're doing better now. That was the first time we had COVID in this whole... Thought we weren't going to get it, but we, we were wrong. Yeah. COVID, COVID uh, smacked our ass and said, that's what you think. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so it hasn't been very pleasant around here last few days, last week and a half, basically, but um, we're better. Yeah. Yeah, we're mostly better. Just the remnants of the whole thing. But, um, but yeah, so uh, that's what this show is about. We all, I also have a real podcast called Outrage Overload where it's uh, more formal. We do a scripted show. We do interviews with scientists and researchers. And on this show, we, we just kind of chat, which is actually sort of fun. But the other show is edited and, and uh, the, uses higher high-quality audio equipment and all that kind of stuff. This show, we just record on the phone and put it up as is. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Um, how hard were you, was it for you to admit that COVID was in the house after you had recently had done some research and talked to some people regarding um, the COVID response? And because you talked to those people before, right? Uh, we got sick. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really connect the two things, but. But yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, I still, I'm still like sort of freaking out about that whole thing because I just want to like scream that none of those people would come on my show, <laughs> you know, and it's just annoying because like nobody wants to defend the report they put out. Yeah. Like nobody wants to take credit for it and, to, and, and like, you know, support it or, you know, defend it or be an advocate for with their own positions. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of weird that, we like I say we totally thought we were gonna get away with it. Um, most right. everyone in our family had had it, but you and I, knock wood, had uh, been able to get away with it. And um, then suddenly, oh shit, here we are. <laughs> right. Yeah, and of course, yeah, you just don't know where it's gonna go or how bad it's gonna get. No. No. So but, I mean. And everyone in the world has pretty much had it, so no one really wants to give you any sympathy. It's like, no matter how sick you are, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> tough luck, buddy. We all Even got the it, too. the doctor's office was like, um, well, okay. <laughs> I'll, don't come down here. <laughs> yeah. Don't come see me. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, I don't know. It was kind of, um, it was a little surreal for me. That, yeah, it was still is surreal. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, but... So that was uh, that was interesting. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, before that had come up, I had sort of had one item because I just wanted to sort of I was just going to talk about this one thing, 
and and make that the whole show. Okay, remember I tried to do that once too. Well, I didn't mean the whole show, but at least my half of the show. I tried to bring up just one thing, and it turned. It went, it went sideways. Fast. I was like, dude, I thought we were friends, but you were not my friend. So, um, am I going to be your friend in this topic? Oh, I don't know. That's a good point. I'm not sure. Okay, well, what would you like to talk about, my love? Well, so of course, Simpson, a lot of other stuff has happened, but I, so I don't know how much of that other stuff we'll get to. But so in 1927, <laughs> yeah, the U.S. Supreme Court decided by a vote of eight to one to uphold a state's rights, a state's right to forcibly sterilize a person considered unfit to procreate. Uh huh. The case known as Buck versus Bell centered on a young woman named Carrie Buck whom the state of Virginia had deemed to be feeble-minded. Mm -hmm. And so they legally were able to sterilize her mm -hmm. without, um, I mean, without her permission or against her will. Okay. And so that's, that was something that happened way back in 1927. Boy, we must have cleaned that up, right? No. <laughs> that law is still on the books. Yeah. And there are, 30 states where sterilization laws for being unfit still exist. And do you know where that, okay, so they thought she was feeble-minded. Right, this was a thing that you so could just in, declare someone feeble-minded. So in, in, uh, in today, today's standards, that would mean that someone who is... Um, well, this is the thing, these standards that these you know, are very loose, you know, it's just sort of an unfit, we think they're unfit. And her real, the real reason she got that they decided this is because she was, um, you know, uh, what do I want to say? She was promiscuous in their mind. She was too promiscuous. But she was too promiscuous, but at the same time, was she uh, of, um, of lack, lacking of IQ or? Well, you know, she's still, this person is, um, no, I guess that person's not alive, but, or, but I'm trying to say that because they interviewed somebody that actually suffered this and, you know, and, you know, they're not like Nobel laureate people, but they're perfectly functional. Okay. It's not like they're people who are, uh, you know, like in the sixties IQ or right. where we would call them. Um, and that didn't even seem to be her having issue. Having some mental deficit. I'm trying to be very politically correct here. Right. So there could be, you know, people who, because I know that's a, it's talked about. So throughout the 20th century, nearly 70,000 people, overwhelmingly working class women of color, were sterilized in over. Okay, well now back up. Right. Okay. Now I have a problem. Right. So it's black women, Latina women, and Native American women were specifically targeted. Yeah. For the 1930s to... 70s? The 1970s. Bing, bing, bing. You got that one right. Nearly one-third of the women in Puerto Rico, a U.S. territory, were coerced into sterilization when government officials claimed that Puerto Rico's economy would benefit from a reduced population. Sterilization was so common that it became known as La Operación among Puerto Ricans. Black women were also disproportionately and forcibly sterilized and subject to re reproductive abuse. 
In North Carolina in the 1960s, black women made up 65% of all sterilizations of women, although they were only 25% of the population. One black woman who was subjected to a forced hysterectomy during this time was Fannie Lou Hain. You know who that is? No. She was an advocate, a renowned civil rights activist. Hamer described how non-consensual sterilizations of working-class black women in the South were so common that they were colloquially known as Mississippi Adectomy. Additionally, many Native American women were sterilized against their will. According to a report by historian Jane Lawrence, the Indian Health Service was accused of sterilizing nearly 25% of indigenous women during the 1960s and 70s. In 1973, the year that Roe v. Wade was decided by the Supreme Court, supposedly ensuring reproductive rights for all American women, the reproductive rights of thousands of indigenous women were entirely ignored as they were forcibly sterilized. 31 states have laws that allow forced sterilizations, new reports show. The new report from the National Women's Law Center lays out the laws some passed as recently as 2019 around an overlooked aspect of reproductive justice. So that was something I, that was a today I learned back, back when I wrote that. Um, and I was I, this year's old when I learned. I was this year's old when I learned that. And, you know, and one reason I was thinking of sort of bringing, or not, it, it kind of reminded me of this whole thing of like um, this whole idea, you know, Roe v. Wade getting overturned, right? And this whole idea that it can't happen here because, you know, this idea, well, we wouldn't use that law. Sure, it's on the books. It's an old law. If it's on, if it's on the books, we would use it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's on the books, but we wouldn't use it. No, no. Someone's going to find access to it. And, and it's, it seems like it's the same kind of thing. Like it's the whole, it could never happen here. Oh, you're overreacting. It would never be abused to sterilize political enemies. But I mean, the language is so loose around this. Whatever thing doing that's not morally acceptable at the time could be deemed as unfit. So when you first said, when you first said, you know, mentioned this just now, this is the first time hearing this, um, you know, I was thinking that, like you say, it might have been somebody who was, like you say, feeble-minded. I'm trying to, what's the best way to describe what I'm, you know, of lacking of the IQ to, to be able to make those decisions, you know. And so it was somewhat, and, and she was promiscuous or she was abused. But see, that was such a simple way of thinking that, of course, our government would target women that they were trying to control. That was their way of controlling these women. Right. And one interview I listened to was basically, um, it was these two women that met each other in like, um, you know, home for wayward kids or whatever. Right. And so the one, when she, one of them, when she was young, like I'm trying to think like 15 or something like that, or maybe 17, she got, she she had she was forced she had sterile she was sterilized up against her will and and then when this other girl who was younger came into the um uh facility she sort of became her sort of surrogate parent you know or guardian kind of thing and really watched out for her and took care mm -hmm. of her and um you know and that didn't happen to her um and and so she was very motherly like it proves she was very motherly right there and she basically mothered this younger girl in the in the facility you know to get through it all 
and and they're like roommates today like they like i was living in new york or something and they're like roommates today and the the one that didn't get sterilized has a kid and the other one is kind of a grandma grandma kind of to this kid yeah grandma or aunt or whatever you know and the babysits all the time and everything so she was totally fit to take care of children and she always wanted to get married and have kids and why do we not know about this yeah that's that was kind of my question <laughs> that's my question um and it's it's and, and again it all kind of ties back to all the stuff we're seeing about this it can never happen here and these recent polls about something like one in four people are kind of open to some kind of a dictatorship like they don't say that in, in language but when you look at the questions and the way they answer the questions they don't know what a dictatorship is right i mean this Most is part of what answer I'm, those questions but that's kind of what i'm talking about we don't know about it people in the america don't know how good they have it and don't understand what they're saying like when they say i wish my guy didn't have to deal with the supreme court and didn't have to deal with court and didn't have to deal with the congress they could just do what they want it's like you don't know what you're saying buddy <laughs> it's like that's the kind of you know that's the kind of stuff that people are okay with they they want somebody that can just do whatever they that they think is right without all the hassle of laws <laughs> they want the law to get in the way yeah i don't want the law to get in the way so anyway it's just it just seems like it so all isn't ties this, together isn't this in the same vein of law i mean like they we we performed all kinds of medical tests on black males you know during right you know and those it seems like it has kind of there's some similarities there yeah but this was a different thing it was like a morality law you know that's how they used it much more than anything else it was like anybody who kind of didn't follow along with the you know even just presented any how many states still have this on the book says 31 states still have and, and federally it's still there in the supreme court this has not been overturned by the supreme court so the states are allowed so, to have these so laws. So the, there was somebody who fought this all the way to the Supreme Court. Right. And the Supreme Court said, nah. Supreme Court said, no, this is an okay law. By a nine to one vote, eight to one vote. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's kind of crazy. And, you know, I don't know what to tell you on this. I, exactly. I don't know what to say about it either, other than that everything we've had said. But I mean, it, to me, it was like I was kind of shocked by this and like, um, you know, and then that has a related, a semi related follow up. Like we talked before about Iowa and that new law that they have, you know, the new abortion. What is it? I think it's after it's after a small number of weeks, uh -huh. like three or six weeks, I think. Mm -hmm that they have, they passed that new law right. and we asked is that like popular in iowa and the answer is no i mean 61 percent. i mean it's not on paper at least right so like they get away with doing these things that their own people don't want to have in there because 61 percent of iowa adult iowa adults say abortion should be legal in all or most cases while 35 percent say that procedure should be illegal in most or all cases so more than two-thirds of Iowa women, women, 70% say abortion should be legal in most or all cases. You know, so it's like, so they pass a law that 70% of their own citizens think, you know, shouldn't be the way that it works. So it's like, this is crazy. Has there me. been an election since that? Has there been an election since that um, abortion ban has gone into effect? No, I don't, I don't believe so. Well, if you people don't get out and vote, I know. And, and if there's vote, no consequences there's when no, this stuff happens. Yeah. There is no consequences. I mean, but 
did I mean did they just slide that under there? There was no protest beforehand. There was no. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't see any protests. That's why it kind of surprised me because I like you were saying when we when we were talking about this before on the other show that Iowa doesn't seem like that hardcore of a of a state that would do something like that. It didn't right. seem like it matched what we usually think about with Iowa. So it was kind of surprising that there was no real out outrage about this. So or uproar about it. So, but I mean, it, but is there? Is there? Are are they just waiting for for their? you know, for their elections to come up. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, that was my one thing I had that one week, which I thought was kind of just insane. It is insane. It is. It's absolutely insane. So is it, it when's the last time this law used? It looks like it hasn't been used. Well, it, it yeah, it looks like it was mostly in the 70s these laws were being used. They were being used on poor people. Poor people, people of color. Yes. Um, and, yeah. who, and who was making those decisions? Could, could well, have, could uh, well who was in charge in those days, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, could a family like take their promiscuous daughter in and oh, I don't underage know. daughter? Could you know? Maybe I don't know. As long as they found a doctor who could sign off on it, saying, "Yeah, she's she's feeble-minded." Yeah. Yeah. Where did you find this information? I was, it was in a book I was reading and then it popped up as a weird side note. And then I went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. That rabbit hole needs to be opened up. Yeah. You, we need to pry into that rabbit hole some more and like maybe undo this. Cause that's like, that's the thing that I'm saying about the whole, these, these laws and the books like that, they will be used by somebody that, 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 you know, pushes the envelope. You know, you have a Trump type person that, that takes will. advantage of laws like this. And, you know, and they will take advantage of these laws. So they should not just be out there and we'll be like, oh, you're overreacting. Like, just it's fine. We haven't used it in 50 years or whatever. But, well, it's you've still there. It shouldn't it. be you've on the used books. It once. And you used it for a massive number of people. But, all right. So, what do you got on your list? I'm completely flummoxed and flabbergasted right now. I'm <laughs> like, what? I mean, it's, I, I think that it's probably has been used a lot. That law has been used um, a lot more recent than we think. Yeah, I mean, 31 states, that's more than half the states. And I bet you they have tried to use it on quote unquote feeble minded. People mind that it's not even a good political. No, it's not a term or a medical term or anything. Anybody, it used to be a medical term. That was a medical term they used, but yeah, it's obviously not that anymore. But you know, the laws themselves are quite loosely defined about what, under what circumstances, you can force force sterilize someone. And and who can make that decision? Can you make that decision about a neighbor? Right. Is, yeah. Does it work like, you know, where you can just report them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, all these details need to be figured out. But it's only for women. Men didn't get sterilized. It doesn't appear that this occurred to, to men. I bet you it's a different law because I bet you men did get sterilized, especially with all the testing. That we well, did. yeah. I don't know if that related to this law or something else. Yeah. I bet you it's a different law that's on the books. That says we can sterilize whoever we want, whenever we want. Yeah. 
But yeah, that just, I was blown away by and that. And it was passed by the Supreme Court. It was upheld by the Supreme Court, yeah, that basically states can have these laws. What year? 1927. Well, women were out of control in 1927. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's crazy. That's, um, I want to say it's shocking, but I don't think it's necessarily shocking. What's shocking is that it, that the, it's not shocking to me that a state would have that on the books. It's shocking to me that it's still on the books. Right. Exactly. And that it, and that it was abused so widely and we haven't heard more about it. Yeah. Or done anything to undo it. Well, we're just not using the law, so it's okay. Right. Like exactly. Exactly. And that's like a scary situation because that's just probably one example of the kinds of laws that are out there that could be used. Well, there's probably all kinds of laws that we don't even know about. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. About, uh, especially towards the treatment of Native Americans, especially Native Americans, because, you know, we didn't want to take care of them like we said we were going to take care of them. Right. And um, Puerto Rico became, when did Puerto Rico become a... Um, Territory. I don't know. Is that the fifties? So we wanted to we wanted it to become a territory, but we didn't want their people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, yeah. Obviously, um, some craziness going on there. You know, we just kind of have this Pollyanna view of like. Um. Well, especially now, if you go to Florida, you're going to continue to have this Pollyanna view of, um, you know, that Columbus came over and he he made things better for the natives, you know, and that um, that everything was so great and there was that we we were never horrible, terrible people, and we're horrible, terrible people all the goddamn time. Yeah, I mean, our our morals are changing all the time to fit the times, and so you know, you, it's it's like that's the way, you know. But that's reality too. Like that's the way people acted, but that's also the reality, and we can't pretend like we weren't like that. Like, right. yeah, on the one hand, you can't necessarily apply today's morals to things that happened in the past. On the other hand, you can't pretend like it didn't happen. Right. Right. We could only move forward. Oh, it actually, became a territory in eighteen ninety eight. Really? Yeah. After the Spanish-American War, it was acquired from Spain. Acquired or taken? Well, I think acquired. I mean, I think didn't they didn't they have a, didn't they fight for their own independence? I believe I, I don't know for sure. Um. But yeah, then somehow, so we acquired. Puerto Rico from How did you sit on this for so long and not talk about it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know it was hard even that one week before we, you know, before when we were going to have the show. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a real it's a real effing bummer, dude. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought that okay, was insane. So, so here's the other thing. So when we when we hear stuff like this that we know is absolutely positively wrong. What do we do? What do, what, do, what do people like you and I do? Yeah, I mean, you just pick your battles. 
but yeah. Is there is there any um, are there any organizations moving to correct this? Is there somebody working? I don't know. I have to look that up. Well, I think that your research is lacking. You need to come <laughs> back once you finish the research. Right. You know, you're like the news. You're just the headline, and then you're just going to walk away and go, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah. So, I mean, is there... Is All right, there... so that'll be on my to-do list. Find out what's going on with forced sterilizations. Forced sterilization laws, yeah. I mean, I realize that the abortion laws are taking precedence right now, because that's what's taking being uh but there's got to be organizations that look at, you know just for women's rights and well and that's why i kind of brought it up because it's like um it's all to me it's all kind of tied together you know it's all part of it is tied together reproductive rights and all that and like you know that's pretty extreme pretty extreme measure yeah <laughs> I mean, they're having forced births through not letting you get an abortion. Now they're also having you know, forced sterilization. Yeah. You don't get to, you don't get to make any of those calls. Wow. Yeah, there has to be. I'm sure. I mean, that book that you read with had to. Why would that be just a side note? Yeah, it was an interesting side note. Um, how they ended up getting there, but but it was an interesting interview with uh, two two lady friends. Yeah, when was that interview? I want to say it was like in the nineties or the early two thousands. Huh. Yeah, it looks like there are some groups working on this kind of stuff. So. There's a there's been efforts to compensate survivors of state sponsored sterilization because California was one of, is one of the states so or was I don't know if it's still a law here but it was it did it so all right I will look more into that part of it like what is the activism going on in that regard thank you and see what I can come back with. So um, we don't, we don't, we can't figure out who had the cocaine in the White House. <laughs> We're not gonna figure it out. I'm not gonna spend any more time on that. <laughs> yes, they could totally figure it out. Like if there's so much surveillance in the White House, they totally know. They, they have to know, right? Is it left over from Clinton? <laughs> Is it still there? <laughs> Bill and what was his brother's name? <laughs> So, hey, who are we kidding? George, uh, George. Oh, uh, all of them. Yeah. George Bush was a, a party kid, for sure. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying that we need we owe um, Madison Cough. Cough. What's his name? Cawthorn. Cawthorn. Yeah, Madison Cawthorn. When we laughed at him and he said, "We're having cocaine and sex parties all the time," we just laughed at him. Because, A, yes, we know you are. <laughs> but now we actually have uh, proof. Yeah. But, um, so, that was on my list from a long time ago. Cocaine in the White House. Cocaine in the White House. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, it was, uh, 
pleased to read this was from USA Today. This was all these stuff is old, you guys, but it's stuff that that you and I would normally talk about. That six thousand United Methodist congregations left the uh, uh, Dominion over LGBT, LGBTQ rights. They want to be able to have these people in there as prisoners and the Methodist Congress said, nope, we have to stick that this is not good. And they said, bye. So who left the Methodists? Priests or? No, they actually, the cold congregations pulled the congregations away. Pulled themselves. away. Oh, hmm, interesting. So like they're going to change to a different denomination or something. Mm -hmm. Is that the idea? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because isn't that, that's one of the last ones that's like really making it stand on that, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they've, they've suffered other, other, um, I want to say, you know, protests and stuff about that as well. So I don't think this is the first time. Yeah. So we see a mix up in the church. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. This is very timely. I didn't pull this aside, but this is very timely. So, um, the water in Florida okay. is now, you know, super hot, super hot. So does that mean that the, um, the water is evaporating super fast because it's so hot and that now the, now the, uh, oceans becoming quite created around the, um, keys. Well, I mean, that same water goes up into the air and goes back down as rain all the time. So I don't think that would have that much effect. Right? Because it's all the same water. Well, when did you become a geologist? <laughs> that's not that sophisticated. <laughs> okay, that's just how my feeble brain was working. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess it's a fair question. Would it get, would it not, I mean, that got to come back as rain. It's not like it's going anywhere. It's still the same water. But they say that the Pacific Ocean is not warming up like the other oceans. Right. Why is that? Yeah, I don't know for sure exactly all the details about that. And there's this whole thing about the tides going away or something, or the, some not the tides, but the currents changing, which I guess the has would have a huge impact on the rivers. Mm -hmm. If that happened, and that they say that could happen it's like 20 years or 30 years or something. 25 years and i don't know i don't know what that means sometimes i wish they wouldn't just say something like these currents are going to change they would say like and therefore here's all the shit that's going to come down do the rest of your story yeah yeah so i i saw that and i didn't really fully grasp what that means like i'm like you say i'm not like i don't do climate stuff that much so i don't fully understand what that all means so someone needs to tell me like okay so now that current thing ends so then what like what's that mean to us <laughs> um well i wanted to say i wanted to say it's kind of cool that the ups reached a agreement on their strike yes that's pretty cool and they're gonna get to air conditioning in their trucks Good. unions actually still are a thing and actually do have effect and people should pay attention to that yes they should so that's nice that's good that that actually happened yeah that is good so I don't know if you saw that Kevin Spacey was found not guilty. Not guilty. 
So what does that mean? Are we supposed to say he's okay now? No. Still not okay? No, he's still not okay. But the thing is, is that, um, you know, he's just, uh, people, you know, it's like people want to be around him. And then so they, it's, he is swimming with sharks. He is swimming with sharks. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I do think so. Yeah. But I don't, I, I don't have any, uh, I've not, I haven't hung out with Kevin Spacey in quite a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if I did, he wouldn't be that interested in me. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I just, I was kind of surprised by that. So I was I thought that was kind of interesting that he was found not guilty. Well, he's. Now, does he have any guilty. other pending suits going on? Or? I'm sure he does, and um, he's been found guilty. Not he has not been found guilty on anything yet. Everything's come up. It's not guilty. Hmm. So. So that that girl who said she saw the toddler on the side of the road. Yeah. And uh, turns out she made all that up. Where did she go? What do you mean? What do you mean? Where did she go? Where, where when she disappeared for the? Oh, trip? I forget. I think I don't know if they had a good idea where she went. Like just went to a motel somewhere or something. I don't remember. She's got some um, mental issues, huh? Yeah, they were sort of saying like a Munchausen sort of related uh, thing, maybe. And she wanted to like you know she wanted to like get some influencer power on Instagram or whatever. She thought this was maybe a way to do that or something like that. I saw some of that stuff, but yeah, something like that happened. It's like, oh. it's part of the, it's part of the um, negative consequence of social media stuff where it's like the stuff becomes so overwhelmingly powerful that you do crazy things to get, to get your, uh, to get attention. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. That's uh nobody's, nobody's coming ahead on that. Right. So, did you see this Northwestern football ha wildcat hazing? No, I did not. Yeah, so a former North Northwestern football player has filed a lawsuit against the Wildcats' ex-coach Pat Fitzgerald and university leadership, including the school's president and athletic director, over alleged hazing in the football program. The lawsuit comes about a week after Fitzgerald, who served as head coach of his alma mater for 17 seasons, was fired from the Big Ten school following an independent investigation, investigations of hazing by 11 current or former players. The un unidentified player in the lawsuit, who was part of the program from 2018 to 22, alleges he and other players were subjected to sexual harassment, including forced nudity and racial discrimination. This Gerald maintains he had no knowledge of hazing within the group. The Daily Northwestern student newspaper first detailed the hazing incident, so the, newspaper, the school newspaper broke the story. A separate group of eight former Northwestern football players announced Monday they are pursuing their own case against the school. According to the NCAA, which is another, one reason why I thought this was an interesting story, but according to the NCAA, 74% of student athletes have said they experienced at least one form of hazing while in college, which I'm not surprised at at all. Not at all. <laughs> I think pretty much. I'm surprised it's not higher. No. That's only the 74% that would admit it, I admit, guess. Yep. But yeah, so that's sort of sucky. That sucks. Yeah. You know, and we need to chill out on the hazing, please. Yeah. I mean, just, just be nice people. But, but yes, yeah, so I guess we can't say too much until we see where this goes, but I thought that was 
kind of interesting. I, I didn't know if maybe you had seen that in your radar, no. across your radar. Across my sports. Um, yeah. No, but you know what I did see? You know, Randy Johnson has a new job. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Doing you what? You know who Randy Johnson is. You're talking about the pitcher, right? The very tall pitcher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he's a sports photographer. Oh, I did see something about that. Yeah. He's actually taking... I guess he's really good at it. He's excellent at it. And he's, a, and he's working um, on the sidelines of uh, NFL games. Oh, NFL. Yeah. Interesting. To not baseball. No. Interesting. But isn't that crazy? Yeah. So do you know anything about, what do we know about Sinead O'Connor dying? Um, okay. Um, uh, she has mental, she has severe mental depression, mm. severe mental issues. She had a son who committed suicide that she never really recovered from. And we should celebrate the brilliance of the woman um, and why couldn't she get help is another question. Mm -hmm. But um, do we, I, I don't know if we're going to find out that maybe it was suicide. I don't know, but it was definitely uh, part of her mental mm. instability. Well, that's sad. Mm -hmm. All right. So what else you got? Anything upbeat? <laughs> Next, cause... anything upbeat? Well, um, okay. Can we... <laughs> this is not upbeat, and you don't want to talk about it. But <laughs> okay, go for it. <laughs> what the what the f, Elon? What x? With the x? Yeah. What's, what's with the x? Yeah, I mean, I is don't he have... going to be able to get away with this? Of well, course he is. Yeah, because he is uh, his money, so he can do whatever stupid thing he but wants. But does it? I thought that someone else owned the trademark to X. Oh well. And and what the f? How do you get a trademark to a letter? Yeah, I don't know how that happens either, because I think it's Meta who has that X trademark. Right. So they're not going to want to just let him use that without. But he's just going to go ahead and do it. Right, and he can't trademark it probably because it's already trademarked so that means they would sort of always be able to make a claim of some sort now i don't know yeah i don't know exactly how that's going to play out <laughs> we just have to see um you know it's also like it's kind of hilarious that i mean twitter spent years creating like the language of of tweeting and the language of tweets and the language of you know and creating ma making it into like a culture you know part of the culture that you know, like Kleenex, you know, or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like they own that whole space. You know, people use the word tweet to mean a lot of things almost, right? Right. And now he's just going to undo all that. Like he wants to call it a post now and all this, you know, all this kind of stuff. So it's like just going to undo all this, all this kind of branding that, that, you know, sort of helped kind of make it a household thing. But there's no, no one's come up with an alternative to, to Twitter yet. I mean, threads. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, Substack has tried their thing. They've got a thing. I think they call it Notes, you know, and that, who, how many people are on there, all the people you need need to be on there, on there. You know, and Threads is another one of those. And again, is Zuckerberg going to be a safer place than Musk? I mean, it's kind of like jumping from one frying pan into a different fire kind of thing. I mean, it's just same kind of stuff that you just don't know. You can't put a lot of, you can't like, you know, base your sort of, business around it or something like that 
because you don't have any idea what they might do next. I mean, that's true of any of these companies, especially these companies offering free services. But, but yeah, so it's sort of like, I mean, we're in a kind of a mess about this. You know, I don't think, I don't know if there'll ever be a replacement for Twitter. I mean, you sort of have Mastodon and all that stuff, but none of them have, have yet built up the, um, there's not the same, Some someone has to go and collect the, segment that matters to, to enough people. Like for me, I care about scientists, I care about journalists. And, you know, those are the people I want. For a lot of people, they, of course, want celebrities, or they want, you know, music industry, or they want TV and film industry or whatever. But so each, you know, whatever segment you're trying to sort of have a community with, there has to be enough of them on those platforms. You know, and I don't know, will threads be it? Maybe. I mean, it's a wait and see for me right now, because, um, you know, my segment, my segment of scientists and researchers and authors and that kind of thing and journalists aren't really on there yet. So, you know, I'm stuck with Twitter or what used to be Twitter for now. It's Are the we only supposed place. to call it X? I don't know what the hell we're supposed to call it. You know, it's like it's stupid Elon. People, I think a lot of people that still use it will call it Twitter forever if they keep using it. But and maybe this is just a faster exodus, giving people more incentive to jump to something. Else. Maybe that this will be one of these last straws but you know that may be part of what he wants he wants to maybe turn it into some kind of a elon uh shrink it down to be the elon fan club the only people that are left are the people that like follow well, elon did, no matter where he goes he did they did last month he did do a lot of payments or this month he did do a lot of payments out to people for tweeting you read that right no i did not see that oh needed yeah just people who did a lot of tweeting and stuff and they, he kind of paid them for tweeting I didn't hear this. Now I'm gonna. Now I'm gonna have to do some research. Okay. You know I hate this. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. It seems weird, but okay. I, that's what I thought. So while you're looking that up, um, you know, there's these charges. Michigan Attorney General charges 16 people in alleged fake elector scheme to yes. overturn the yes, state, I, I have that. state's results in the 2020 election. And their names, they listed all their names. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, the former president got his formal notice that there's going to be another indictment of some sort, probably related to J6 in some way. And one reason I mentioned is because I got this J6 episode coming up this mm -hmm. week, which I'm super excited about. So this is a cool episode. We've got interviews with people that there's a uh, sort of a gonzo journalism type guy that was in the crowd getting interviews and he came on the show and we have some of the interviews that he captured. Plus we talked to him about what he saw while he was there that day. So it's a pretty crazy episode. So I'm really excited about it. And I have, I wanted to talk about my um, five episode moder um, marathon that I'm doing too, because it goes back to, uh, what were they? Tobias Rose Stockwell was the first one. That was uh, on the 12th of July. And then um, and then I did that episode with John Marshall about the, um, about the uh, documents indict indictment of the secret docs indictment with John Marshall, who's a historian, presidential historian. So we talked about that. And then I did Disinformation Wars with Dave Troy. That was on the 26th. And then um, I have this new one coming out this week uh, with the J6 with, with uh, Ben Hamilton, the Gonzo reporter I talked about. And then the week after that, I have Chris Chabri, which if you remember the meme about the invisible gorilla thing that was going around quite a few years ago, he's one of the authors of that book, The Invisible Gorilla, and, and then in that meme, and they have a new book. 
he and Dan Simmons have a new book, or Simon, sorry, have a new book called Nobody's Fool about getting scammed and how to avoid getting scammed. So that'll be out, the, that, that'll be the week after that. So got all those episodes coming up. And I think the Outrage Machine episode on the 12th with Tobias Rose Stockwell is one of my top episodes. I think if you were to pick three, my biggest three would be Ditto, uh, Peter Ditto, the first, which was the opening episode, two-part series when I opened the podcast. Uh, I think Jeffrey Berry, Outrage Machine, who wrote the book called Outrage Machine. I think that was a, a really bit, uh, good episode if you want to kind of know what the podcast's about. And then this one, I would put this one as in that same category, Outrage Machine. It's a brand, it's a new book uh, by Tobias Rose Stockwell uh, about sort of the ways that media and uses use outrage and also the history of it. It's a really, it's a pretty cool book, but we talk about it a lot. So those are probably my three, I mean, I don't know, anchor episodes, I would say, I guess, about the whole pot that kind of define the whole podcast in some way. Uh, but anyway, I got this new J6 episode coming out, which I think is also going to be one of my favorites. And I'm real curious to see how, how that goes. All right, did you find your notes or what do you I got? I did find it. It said Elon Musk finally started writing checks. This is from Forbes. Uh, Forbes, Forbes is not particularly reliable, but okay. Oh, okay. Then I want to. It's all right. It's you probably know, not wrong. You know what? Do not just. I'm, it's probably not wrong. It, it, they it, they just a, tend to be just biased. Stop. But yeah, go ahead. He finally started writing checks to Twitter creators as part of a policy which believes that he believes frequent tweeters and high engagers deserve some of the share of Twitter's revenue. On Thursday, the site was flooded with screenshots of high profile users getting paid anywhere from $1,000 to $25,000 to allegedly $100,000. I'm sure, sure not, I'm still not sure if anyone got $100,000. Mm -hmm. hmm, interesting. That's weird. So, so is that a rev share thing? I wonder how that what the, how he's framing well, it's like that. A, well, he framed like a creator's fund, like basically like um, Instagram and uh, the talks. Do they do that? As in TikTok, do they pay people too? Yeah. If yeah, you, you, I thought it was all ad revenue share. I know YouTube has you know their ad revenue share. Their well, that's program. isn't that the same thing. I guess so, if that's what it is. I don't know if that's what it is. Like, um, but I don't know Instagram. I don't know what they do in that regard. Don't know how that works exactly. Interesting. So, yeah. It's probably, yeah. I don't I don't know too much about that, Al. Vox. Elon Musk is throwing money at popular uh, Twitter users now. Reuters. Twitter to pay verified creators for ads in replies. For ads in replies. Mm -hmm. Mashable, Twitter starts paying, but only Elon Musk's favorite creators. Right, that's what I was going to say. It's just going to be a capricious thing that he's yes. just going to pick who it is. Yes. But anyway. Okay, so have you heard of this new, um, and I don't want to call it a newspaper, but this new um, thing called the Dispatch. Mm, it does sound like something that's supposed to be radar. truth-based. It's conservative, truth-based reporting. Okay. So it's come up in my um, my feed a couple times, and um, 
and I wanted to know how that um, unbiased news. This is their their ad, <laughs> their advertisement, of course. Right. Um, American conservative subscription based advertising free online magazine. But I want to know how truth you know how trustworthy is it? Because you could still if you leave stuff out. I mean, so if you're only reporting facts, but you're only reporting the facts you want to report. Yeah, well, that's certainly true, and that, that would be part of bias. But, um, oh, I don't know. So I'll look into it and see if I can find anything out. So what does the media bias say about it? That's what I want to know. They say it's right center. Mm -hmm. Factual reporting is high. So, And I'm also curious what the uh, if the uh, Connors Forum, if it ran through the Connors Forum rubric that they have for reliable news So sources. it's like one of those things that's like, okay, well, I don't want to... If you're reporting facts, I'm I, I I'm I'm gonna use you as a reference. Right. Yeah. It says it's basically um, right center biased, which is fine, and then it's um, high, fairly high credit high credibility. So okay. But um, you know is, what? You have though? to pay for it, right? Or you just subscribe for it's free? It's a subscription based. I don't know. I haven't I haven't subscribed because I don't want to jump into anything. But you know what? Um, Jonah Goldberg and Stephen Hayes and Toby Stock, thank you. Who's that? Those are the guys who started it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good good to have right and right center options out there for sure. That as long as they're credible and reporting reasonable stuff, it's a good way to kind of balance. Like you can check the New York Times and then check this guy too, and kind of compare the two and see how they compare. Right. So. Just want to give a shout out to them then if they're actually doing fact-based reporting. Yeah, and I'll check some more into that, um, you know, like through the Connors Forum and stuff and see what they think about it. Thank you, I'm glad. It, uh... Yeah, there's a couple things to think about on that regard. There's um, 1440 News, which is pretty good. Mm -hmm. And that's another email subscription thing you can subscribe to. Um, and then there's, and that's, you know, pretty unbiased and pretty sticks with the facts. And then... There's also a thing called Tangle, which is interesting. So the way Tangle does it is the Tangle editor, instead of having like all the news, like they pick a thing and then they also touch on maybe a few others, but they pick one main thing and then they give you, they say what the right is saying, what the left is saying, sometimes what the center is saying, but then also our take, the editor's take. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of compare and see all sides and see also what their editor thinks. So what, what, what's that? it's called Tangle. Okay. And it's also a subscription thing that you can sign up to. And they do, they just like pick one issue. I don't know if it's every day or every few days, but they'll pick one main issue where they'll do all that. And they usually mention four or five other things that are just kind of some stuff in the news without as much detail. But they'll pick one thing, they'll drill down in like that. And they'll kind of say, here's the right saying, here's what the left is saying, here's what we think. And then you can kind of look at all those and see what you're most comfortable with. So it's an interesting uh, approach that they have as well. I like it. I like it very much. Because we don't have, you know, a lot of people say, well, I have to go to Fox News because it's the only, you know, right-leaning alternative. It's like, nope, it's not the only right-leaning <laughs> alternative. And it's not a credible news source. <laughs> They're still allowed to call themselves news though, huh? I know, yeah. So... All right, well, all I have left, well, I guess I, what else? Have I left? Oh, we already talked a little bit about the J6 stuff. So yeah, all I have left is AI stuff. Oh no, I have COVID stuff. Cause you know, sort of timeliness. 
So one new report says that the U.S. meat supply chain represents a potential threat, which I guess we should not be surprised about for a future pandemic. It's not really COVID, but I mean, that's future pandemic. Remember Mad Cow? Yeah. So, so are they saying we're getting a new Mad Cow? Well, I mean, it's just saying that our loose regulations may allow for virus transmission from animals to humans, which is, that was one of the big findings, not just about ours, but like the whole food supply and a bunch of other stuff related to this uh, from that COVID report, mm -hmm. is that we haven't done enough to shore any of that up. Um, and then I guess what also regarding COVID, I guess I have uh, one other thing. Oh, that's so they. I don't know, researchers are linking asymptomatic COVID infections to a common gene variation that um, boosts the immune system T-cell after encountering the common cold, making them more effective against SARS-CoV-COVID. I have no idea what you just said. Well, it's sort of saying that if you, some people that get the common cold have this change to their T-cells that makes them more effective against SARS. And then they, but they, on the, that's the upside. They don't get sick from SARS. The downside is they become asymptomatic carriers, <laughs> which is why the rest of us keep getting it because <laughs> you don't know you have it and you're giving it to people. Well, we have someone in our family who, who is an asymptomatic carrier and, and she gets very worried all the time that she's uh, passing it along. Right. She probably tests more than most of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, uh, but so then I have two AI stories to write them. I side. don't want any AI stories. I know. So these two AI stories. Oh are... my gosh. <laughs> Stop. But wait. Okay. So you go ahead. I got to come up with something quick, you guys, because <laughs> otherwise AI's AI stories are happening. Oh my gosh. They're very minor. Um, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, why didn't I see something about that? He is now. now the owner. Um, he's now part of the ownership group that owns the uh, WNBA team. Oh, I did see something about that. Yeah, that's very cool. It is kind of cool. Very nice. That is cool. Oh, and the, the World Cup, the Women's World Cup, going on right now. Yeah, it is right. I mean, I forget where we're at right now, but didn't the Netherlands and the U.S. came to a tie? I think. I don't know, but I think. I think we're we're supposed to win, right? But I mean, that's supposed to doing or two different things. Oh, okay. So all so you know, it's all it's vacation time and everything, and you and I have taken some lovely vacations. You've also taken me on some pretty <laughs> sketch vacations this year, or just in general. In general, <laughs> in general, when you know, especially when we were young and. And uh, I would, you, everything you did was just adorable. So <laughs> I would just go along with it, whatever. But <laughs> right. we took a vacation that I actually kind of uh, was excited and kind of pushed to take it. And then once we got there, I went, what the F are we doing here? Get me the hell out of here. <laughs> this is the worst vacation ever. Well, um, so I'm showing how people are all heading back to Yellowstone, <laughs> which, by the way, why are you guys, yes, 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 it's beautiful, but you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to die. If I told, and my husband knows this, if I tell them we're going to Yellowstone, he knows that he is not coming back. Yeah. That's... He knows he's getting pushed in an acid pot. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and there'll be no bones to be found. No. But, of course, some woman 
got totally mauled by a um a bison because you know taking a picture get to get out to get to get a selfie gotta get that selfie (laughs) why okay if you've ever been to yellowstone you drive through these gates and you pay your whatever you show your pass or whatever and then you go through and you start driving through and and then all of a sudden you start seeing bison and sometimes like they'll totally stop traffic and the people get out of their car right okay there's nothing more frightening than a bison (laughs) people how many people are hospitalized a year because of bison i don't know but but here's the other side of that story there is no other side of that well the other side of that story is you find out when you finally get into the yeah when you get all the way up into the the uh the guest center Whatever it is, the yeah. Visitor center. Yeah, the visitor center. That's when they show you the videos of what the bison and, and can tell you do not to you do anything to the bison. To yeah. By okay. this time, you've already been through herds could, of them. Could you not show me that when I was right. waiting in line for thirty minutes out, out front? Could you not? Why? Why was it not? Why was I not told that then? No, why I was, wasn't this like playing I've now and been screaming in, in my car? I've now been in, in three blockades because of bison. And it's so helpless because you can't go anywhere. No. So you're just stuck. If that bison comes for you, you can't do anything. You're just stuck there. And the panic attack I'm having of people getting out of their car with their children to look at the bison. Right. What the hell are you doing? And then let's also forget that, that this the ground underneath this place is boiling hot and is going to blow at any second. It's definitely due. Yeah. It's, I mean... The geysers are letting off a little steam here and there, <laughs> but that whole thing that's gonna whoa, whoa. it's called a super volcano. That place should be nobody should be allowed anywhere near it. And, uh, the, you know, when they show you these videos and stuff and talk to you about these bisons, I mean, these aren't like oh, once in a while this happens. I mean, no, those, things, those things are huge animals that go ramming into cars and stuff and go throwing people 50 feet in the air. I mean, this, this those things are insanely powerful <laughs> and like they have their territory they're trying to protect so it's like you, you idiots that think you're going to get a selfie with them like <laughs> this is just insane yeah but so every it's that time of year now i'm getting stories of uh people thought it would be fun to go to a super volcano <laughs> and get tossed around by a bison right uh you know, and people are always worried about the bears, which if you go hiking and stuff, obviously you got to go worry about the bears, but you ought to be worried about the freaking bison that are and, right in the and road. The, and the elk. The elk are just The elk, as too, bad. if they're running, yeah. The elk yeah, if are they're running. Yeah, they're danger. They're huge. Those elk are big. So, Those are huge horns. So, yeah, of course, in, right in there. You know. And then, okay, we, we watch this. Um, we know, everybody knows there's no. Uh, no surprise that rich people get away with shit. Right. <laughs> okay. So we watched that whole Murdoch uh, documentary. You know that Murdoch guy and his rich family and that kid. His kid um, took all those kids boating and the one girl. Oh right. Yeah. Well, that 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 case finally got settled. Oh right. So, okay. So what happened? So that you know, um, the girl they were way too drunk to be driving they're all teenagers way too drunk to be driving this boat around and um he was going underneath these bridges that were too low the the water was too high for the boat to go through so he knocked this middle of the night to you know three in the morning or whatever knocked her off the boat because there's a bunch of kids on the boat and they never found this little girl they 
Uh, I think they found her body weeks later, way down the river. Um, but he was he was drunk and um, the kid, Murdoch's kid. Now, don't forget, Murdoch now is in jail for shooting this kid, said kid, and his mother and trying to get away because uh, he was doing some shen shenanigans got with his law firm. But anyway, so the family of this little girl who um, got knocked off the boat uh, won a settlement for $15 million which I thought is not nearly enough. No. And why did it take so long? But did the criminal, there, there was some criminal stuff, right? Or didn't all that get uh, all washed that got out? washed away. They all got washed. They uh, got, got out got, of that. Yeah. He, so no he, criminal he stuff got happened. out of that, right? He got out of that. But then his dad shot him later trying to frame it. Remember that? Yeah. 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 yeah his dad shot he and his mom, and his right? Mom, yeah. And now he's in jail for that, though. Yes. Yeah, so there was criminal for that. Yes, but the kid the actually kid. went on for trial for yeah. uh, wrongful death. and um, Right. But anyway, so the family did get a settlement, which is very sad. Yeah. Still, but. Yeah, that is sad. Yeah. And. All right, I won't do my AI story then. Oh, did we <laughs> did we run out of time? We ran out of time. Oh, we're just out of time. Sorry, we ran out of time. Sorry, <laughs> Matt Damon will have to come back another time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's a movie about the Blackberry. I saw something about that, yeah. Wasn't there already a documentary about it before? But yeah, there is something about it. Yeah, there's a movie. I, if I recall, it is kind of an interesting story. It stars it stars the guy from. We have to watch this because it stars the guy from. It's always sunny in California. Glenn uh, Glenn Howerton. Not California, but Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia, right? Uh, it's a twenty twenty three dramedy comma. You mean, Drama comedy. Yeah, I know. Say that again. Yeah, whatever. It's easy for you to say. <laughs> I know. All right, this well, we gotta totally definitely watch sober. that. All right, we're watching that tonight. Okay. Oh, yeah. Speaking of totally sober, we do have our totally um, uh, healthy watermelon drinks. Yeah, we haven't been able to have a cocktail yet. This has not been in the uh, cards. No. Maybe another week or two. Yeah, so I think I have to watch. I have uh, to watch that. Blackberry got a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, we're going to watch it. We're definitely watching that. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. Hopefully there was a few entertaining things somewhere in this. I know I'm not definitely not on my A game. Oh, I know. Do you think, well, we'll have to tell you how our fatigue, our COVID fatigue is doing next how week. We, how it progresses. How it progresses, yeah. But hey, you know what, though? It, it does seem like I haven't talked to you in weeks. I know. <laughs> I know. I was really looking forward to, to the last time, and then we weren't able to do it. Well, it would have, yeah, there's no way we would be able to do that. No. All right, folks. Well, have a good evening and have, okay. a, have a good week and we'll see you next time. Love you, babe. Love you.